0: Hey there, folks. This is The Guru here. You are about to listen to a behind the scenes podcast or in the field podcast, if you will. We hope you enjoy these podcasts. And if you don't mind, if you love what you're hearing, please give us a five star review on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, wherever you're listening to this, however, you're listening to this. We just want to say thank you for the support and welcome to Elk Season.
1: Welcome to the Born and Raised Audio Experience,
2: presented by Onyx.
1: Alright guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Born and Raised Audio Experience. This one's pretty special because we are up on the mountain above 10,000 feet, sitting here on a finger ridge, windy, but enjoying the results of the day. Even though the results didn't pay off in a harvest or a kill, it's a pretty special day. So, with that said, we've got Ted, we've got Zach, we've got Wes. We've got Zach from Onyx. Oh, you guys ready for a little recap? Yeah, I'm down. Let's do it.
0: Yep. So to set the scene right now, we are all on a ridge in a wilderness in Colorado, and it's—if you can't tell—it's blowing uh, fairly decent right now. Um, how sweaty are you
2: right now? You know, right Zach? now I'm—I'm I'm pulling the. Uh, Cowboy Steve and I'm just wearing that vest with no sleeves, so I took my sweaty shirt and hung it up. I got wet, a little bit wet pants from the from the pack, but I can I can deal. I'll dry out. What about you guys, Ted? Are you are you wet?
0: No, I'm pretty much completely dry.
1: Huh? Yeah, he doesn't sweat. No, he's just an animal.
0: Yeah, I don't sweat. <laughs>
1: he's like not a pig, me. You know? I sweat like a
0: stuck pig. <laughs> I do too.
1: <laughs> yeah, I sweat. Yeah, My
3: shirt dried out pretty quick, but it was...
1: And the main, the main reason why Wes brings that up is we chased a bull until dark all the way up the mountain.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and then where we eventually bumped him, we were not on a flat spot, so we had to hike all the way up to the flat spot. Yeah. And we weren't <laughs> close to
3: a flat spot. No. We were not yeah. close.
1: Yeah, with daylight it fading. It me badly. daylight fading, <laughs> we, we end up uh, climbing a, oh, a few hundred feet elevation mm-hmm. and kind of carved out our beds here, um, and now we're up in the wind. But hey, tomorrow morning we'll be set and ready to go, so.
2: We got a good spot, I think, for, we ought to be able to hear quite a bit. First yeah, yeah.
1: as long as that wind's not howling yeah. too yeah. much. <clears throat> so, so, Zach, we
0: had to relocate spots.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, give me your uh, take on this spot versus that spot and why we did it, and just kind of go over that and from your perspective.
2: So, one of the things that I was most interested in learning from you guys is how to decide whether there's enough sign and there's enough action or it's time to move on. I I would assume that I mentioned that on the first one of these. Because I feel like that's something we do with Whitetail all the time, but you know, it's hard to it's hard to have it's hard to have a guess on if it's time to stay or go when you have no reference, right? Like we had no Ted and I have no references to what is right, a lot Right, there's of golf no
1: time. baseline knowledge basically right. okay, we need to go we can find more or yeah. this is good, let's stay.
2: So we're at the first spot, we pretty much the first day just cruised up an elevation and didn't hear anything the first day kind of got away from the hunters though, once we hit a certain elevation. Weren't seeing a ton of sign, but started to see a little bit more as we climbed. And then the second morning we were moving up, we ended up getting on a bull, had him within, long story short, had him within bow range, but some things didn't fall into place and we didn't get a shot. But that was the only bull that we heard the whole time in that unit. So with that, being said, we hunted, what, two and a half days in there?
0: Yeah, yep. yeah two and a half yeah. days.
2: Only heard one bugling bull. Did manage to get him into bow range, but there was just not enough, like, overall sign. It seemed yeah, like the density only, was low. We
1: see two fresh rubs the entire.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many
1: have you seen so far in the first?
2: Oh, over 10, for sure. Yeah. So the other thing, well, so then we, so then we bail out of here. We go to this different area. And immediately, I mean, it's like, we're walking through the bottom, we're walking down in the trail, and there's elk tracks everywhere. Old, fresh, you know, whatever. And it's like, okay, this is night and day difference of just overall sign already from the first spot. And we basically hike up, get to well we know. got
1: a hot tip from the guys in the trail
2: yeah yeah that's true
1: <laughs> i mean true story like they said hey that bull went right up there yeah and we went up there and sure enough had a bugle
0: with it by, yeah. At, by noon yeah whether
1: that's the same bull or not but well we got
0: on to three bulls i would say we at heard least, three bulls tonight, yeah today. three bulls today yeah yep.
2: and that's significantly better than the, that first spot just considering we worked really hard for one You know one bugling bull one encounter today then we come in here locate one at noon kind of got back on him about 220 probably yeah yeah and then kind of a lot and then couldn't get him to respond again moved and here in the last i guess here the last hour of daylight we pretty much chased a bull the whole time until we eventually just had to get aggressive and bumped it but tried to get aggressive and bumped it but you know that right away I feel like to me it's just like whoa that's that makes sense now now I have some reference now it's like okay you know here's an area where there's low density not a lot of hunters but you know then you flip that it's like here there's more hunters but there's a way higher density and it's I guess it's just nice to have some sort of reference of both now because yeah. you now you can take that different places. That, I feel like you know.
1: I think honestly, I think if we would have grinded out the whole time down there. Mm-hmm. We probably could have killed a bull. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, we
2: could. We definitely could have had had just some subtle things been different. To- we could have got
1: totally. Off. But I guess my whole thing about it is, like hunting pressure sometimes does not scare me. Um, you know, we pulled up last night. There was. I said like
0: 13 rigs or so. Yeah, I was going to say roughly 15.
1: Yeah, and some were day hunting, some were on horses, some, you know, were probably backpacked in here. So it's interesting to know, like, but our philosophy is we're going to hear a bugle, we're going to go chase that sucker down. doesn't matter where it's at, if it's rough, whatever it is. And I don't think a lot of people come prepared with that mentality, so... There may be pressure low or pressure high, but they not aren't mostly doing the climbing 2,000 feet to go chase a bugle. It's, it's, right.
2: I think if you've never been out west or you've never done just, like, bushwhack hiking, then it can be intimidating. I mean, I can understand why guys aren't doing it, but, you know... It's stuff that we do, whitetail hunting even. I mean, I come out here and hike all the time, you know, hike in these areas all the time, go off trail. It's like, if you don't do stuff like that, then it, I can see where it's tough to have the confidence to just go for it. But, like, if you just do it, you can be in the game any time of the day. Just like just like we're saying, when we, you can be with turkey, you know? It's the same thing. Middle of the day, everybody kind of gives up, goes back to camp. It's like, that's when you can strike up a bird and really get them going. It's like same thing out here. It seems like it's like we just keep at it. Just keep at it. No, we take our breaks. Yeah. We sit down for an hour, two hours sometimes. Drink water, have some food, yeah, BS tell some a little stories. bit. Yeah. And it's just like, I think, I think just the the persistence. I guess is that the right word? Persistence. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. We're just keeping at it.
1: <clears throat> you can't kill them from camp. No. No, and you, <sighs> you know, And I also
2: don't well, think that you can't. You know. There's days in the turkey woods, for example, where you have you just have to hang with the bird all day. When you're tough hunting, and there's birds aren't gobbling a whole lot, you gotta hang with them for that one moment that he loses those hens and you strike. You know, it's kind of the same deal here, to where you're hanging with them, you're in their area all day, and then as soon as one goes off, boom, you gotta play on it. Where if you walk all the way back to camp every day, that's so much time and so much energy. Where, like. We're, we're just not. We don't have that energy being used to go back to a camp or back to the truck or, you know, back to a hotel. Whatever, like whatever people are doing out here, it's like, we're just hanging out out here all day, so we're always in the game.
1: Yep.
2: I mean so, that ball that we almost, <clears throat> that bowl that we almost got in that first, first unit. Zach hurt him for the first time. We we're getting water. We we're sitting there eating. And getting water and it's Eating just like yeah. I mean that's you're in the game. But if you had have went back to camp to eat breakfast, you're not in the game. So yep. just having the confidence to stick it out, just be out here and hang out out here and kind of live out here with them is, I think, super super important. As as far as like your guys' strategy and you know, I I don't see I don't see Ted and I doing it any different, you know, down the road either.
1: Sando, what do you think?
3: Yeah I mean I think you know looking at it it's like we're right now we're not that far from the pickup. No, you know no. I think as the crow flies we're like five and a half miles ish. Mm-hmm. I just looked we covered nine today and yes it is nine going over a bunch of blowdown and you know jumping over logs all day but the biggest thing is like We saw the only hunters we saw today was walking on the trail in here, but otherwise we haven't heard any There are other trailheads that people could get here, but it's not so much the distance either It's you know, we're we walked through some pretty nasty stuff, but that's where we saw all the sign, right? And the thing is is like we heard bugles at noon We got on them at 2 and (laughs) then we started going we found a wallow that was way fresh Mm -hmm. plenty of beds that were from this day Mm -hmm. and It's just i mean yes it may have been two three o'clock but we at least knew there was elk around then we kind of hung around we waited and then at about five o'clock that one sounded off and we chased him for a while and i think the biggest thing is like you know we're the name of the game is trying to get away from people but just being out here you can't you know you get everyone says it you can't shoot them from camp but i mean honestly how many people don't even put themselves in the opportunity they don't give themselves an opportunity from by not being in the field yeah we heard two bugles on this trip from just you know when we're getting water or we're just kind of taking a quick break and we're just listening and then one sounds off and all of a sudden it's game time
2: i think if you educate yourself on in practice in the off season doing things like backpacking hiking in areas that maybe are intimidating and you just get some practice. I mean, for, I guess I'm just thinking of, you know, maybe reasons why people aren't doing this. It's like, I think if you were to practice that type of stuff, like going backpacking, even if you're right off the trail, just like make sure you have your gear right. Then you can trust your system. And like, we're pretty fearless. I feel like it's like, we know, we know, like, as long as, like, as long as we are using our heads and we're not like, being real risky, making stupid moves. Like we just take our time. Like our gear is going to withstand the elements that are served to us. I yeah. Guess yeah. I might. mean,
1: and we're not doing we're not doing a Alaska bush pilot where you're you literally can't walk out. I mean, like right. the option here for the most part within four four to six hours you're going to be back at the truck yep. or a trailhead or mm, some yeah. sort of road that you can you know get help and um, yeah
2: i think that's i think that's huge like when you really when you really break it down it's like it's pretty it still is pretty tame yeah like, like we could be at we could be at a road right now and probably an hour yeah i mean honestly that, yeah yeah, yeah. And, and, and in that case then like you're virtually to to safety you know and i i, I it's just to me it's It's just having the confidence to be able to be out here. I think, I think that if I was gonna guess what the biggest mistake in elk hunting would be, this type of elk hunting, it would be that people don't have the confidence to just be out here at that
1: point. Interesting perspective. I
0: think another thing is like, you know, we're lucky enough where we get to come out here all week and however long it takes. A lot of people have to go back to work like every Monday So, they might get out here Friday night and then they're only out there for Saturday morning or Saturday and Sunday, maybe like part of the day if they have to go, you know, depending on how far they're traveling from. So, I mean, backpacking might be a lot more limited for them and a lot more, you know, difficult to be like i'm gonna go as far as i have to and then i gotta pull out
1: right yeah. yeah
0: after a day and a half but
2: i guess the thing too that we're still getting at is that i, I that i'm still i think i still think it's possible at least to get it you're still maximizing your
0: time if you're out here versus going yeah. back you know what yeah I mean? definitely. So like when cody said you can't kill him from camp he's absolutely right but he's also absolutely wrong if no, you're camping I'd... in the woods and you're out here and you're mm-hmm. just camped whether it's a mile a quarter mile 10 miles from the road from wherever else you have a chance of waking up and seeing an elk in front of your tent mm-hmm. i mean we hear stories about that all the time oh shot him from camp oh just i popped Loke out up. on my bivy and he was right there you know so it's i mean i think
2: here's another thing that like i've talked to you guys about it's like the one thing that as a kid growing up in ohio you hear about elk hunting is like you hunt them in the morning as they're going uphill to bed and then you hunt them in the evening as they're coming back down whatever man like (laughs) that is not the way this goes and like I, i think the other thing is too i guess when i'm talking about that lack of confidence of being out here it's like the lack of confidence that you can find these things like you can you can just keep going into you know keep going keep looking for them and yeah, they do eventually go bed down, and you can catch them. I've heard a million times that everybody knows you can't catch an owl. Well, yeah, you can't catch it if it's running away from you, but if it's bedded, you sure as heck can catch it. Like it's not moving. You're just slowly moving through the woods, crawling, trying to get them fired back up. And I think that, I think that's just an interesting, like misconception or like a strategy. And maybe it's too much, maybe it's too much TV, you know, type hunting coming. At yeah me, as a young at a young age, but it's like that's uh, the part about that to me all right that, that that is also huge it's just like you just keep at it you keep at it you stay out here you have the confidence to be out here and that's
1: enjoy what like i guess the biggest thing like win for today hearing a bull bugle hearing several bowls bugle but like having the experience seeing this country mm-hmm.
2: I mean, crawling
1: up here going, Man, where are we gonna camp and yeah. find a spot? No, it's like life is good. Mm-hmm. You know?
2: Well, there was a moment when I was walking walking we were side hillin' before we decided to come straight up here to camp and it's like the sun was setting, I mean it was getting darn near dark. And the sun's setting I can see mountains in the background. It's just like I, this is awesome. Like this is what I was born to do, you know? And like I think Ah, I don't know. It's just something that's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a deep thing about it. It's like, it's almost not even all about, it's definitely not all about the hunting. It's just like no, being out no. here with people that you get along with. I mean, I think if you get a group, get a group of guys that, you know, it's all have the same mentality and you just go for it. It's, it's, it's just an experience that whether you have success or not, you have success because you're out here doing it. Yeah. I just think I, 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 Wish so many people could could get out here and do it and would just go through with it. That's so huge to me. Like I, uh,
1: speaking wish of which, would go for it. How did it feel to have a bull bugle back at you?
2: Oh man, that was it was awesome. Really, it's like, hey, all that practice in the car and in the basement, trying not to drive everybody, everybody crazy, was worth it. I drove Ted crazy, but
1: <laughs> yep, yep.
2: <laughs> but I mean. It's one of those things that's like, I don't know, I just, I really, really wanted to be able to do it. Like, I don't want to, I don't, for me, something about hunting too is like, this is a personal thing, I guess. Like, I don't like to just, like, not know how to do a part of it. Right. Like, I want to know how to do every part of it. I want to understand every little detail of this. So, like, one of the things that I could either do or not do is... Call or not call, practice and learn how to do it. I'm really happy that it paid off. To like, pretty cool. Work. Hopefully, it works more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the cool thing. You guys got anything else to close her out, or <coughs> Wes? Any final thoughts?
0: Um, final thoughts is just like, like Zach said, persistence. Um, I think persistence kills elk. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. and
1: tonight, I think we probably all in our heads going, Man, this isn't gonna happen as we're chasing the bull up the uh-huh. hill. But then it like something could happen and it's like why walk away from a bull that's bugling. Yeah. I mean we we've we've laid out that rule. Never walk away from a bugling bull. Like mm-hmm. okay, it's dark. Okay, we bust him, okay, he's gone. But we could have gave up half hour, forty five minutes before that. And you would have never known what would have happened. Right.
2: Well, and just I mean, so, so I popped around a tree. He's staring right at us. I ranged the spot he was standing. He was forty-seven yards. Let's say the situation is slightly different, and like Ted and I stop one step before we come around that tree, and he makes it ten more yards. Now we're talking thirty-five-yard bull. That like if he's if he's he presents, you know, it's like such little fine details it's like things can go slightly different but again like you're not gonna if you don't keep after them you're not even gonna have that chance
1: yeah I think the the theme of this episode honestly is that fear of failure yeah. not having yeah. that fear um, you know and just going for it seek it you know just don't uh, that's quit a,
2: that's a really good point. and I mean it was something that we talked about multiple times today is you know I think I think we all agreed that in hunting the one of the biggest factors of like people actually failing is their feel of fear of failure. Like I think in in the whitetail world it's like if you bump the buck that you're after or a big buck like you 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 quote unquote failed. But to me that's not true at all. Like the only failure is not trying. 100% And I think that's all I have to say about that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Sandow, closing thoughts?
3: Nah, I think think the biggest thing is, you know, and we've hammered it here, but just not getting down and just sticking with it, but then also like more on the strategic side, looking for areas that people aren't going to go, that's where those animals want to go hide and like today, we were walking through some blowdown that Sucked. we were making so much noise that it's really easy to be like, there's no way we're gonna be able to get on any critters up here. But then finally one sounds off and we see all this sign where all the, we knew the animals were there and that kind of got our spirits up. And then we finally heard a bull and we almost got it done. Yep. I mean, Zach had it at 45 yards. And I think we had it two more times. We had it once at 85 and then we had it again within 100. So, we got close three times really just because we stuck with it. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yep. <clears throat> and we're going to stick with it for
0: several more days and hopefully it pans out. In we're going to give her the old stick too. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, All righty. Well, I think this is wrapping it up for today's podcast. Just want to thank you guys listening to the series um please give us a review uh on itunes or wherever you're listening and uh we will catch you on the next one